Welcome to the Lifting Lessons at Lunch, hosted by Calvary Baptist Church of Statham, Georgia. My name is Matt Dibler, and I have the great privilege of pastoring Calvary Baptist Church. This podcast can be heard every Monday through Friday at 12 o'clock. And now, here is our speaker for today. Well, hello and welcome to part two of our Lifting Lesson at Lunch. Today's Friday, and we are looking forward to having a great day today and also having a great day, having a great weekend. And I pray that you have a great weekend. But today we're going to be looking at Philippians chapter number two. And uh, if you listened to us yesterday, you would remember that we are continuing on these same verses. This is the second part of a two part lifting lesson on this mind found in Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8. So today, uh, we're going to be looking at verses 7 and 8 in Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8. Yesterday, we covered that there was a mind that we should have, and it was found in Jesus Christ. And Paul, in these next few verses, is going to show the mind that Jesus had, the submissive mind that Jesus Christ had, just by way of... Um, Context and as by way of review, we see in verse 5, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. The Holy Spirit is admonishing us to have the same mind that Jesus Christ. And then Paul, he is about to go into what this mind was. And it was a submissive mind, of course. But look, he says, Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Yesterday we saw the deity of Jesus Christ. He was God. That word being, it shows his eternality. That word form of God shows that he was the image of God. He was the image of the invisible God, as Colossians 1.15 says. Then he says that he thought it not robbery to be equal with God. It just shows that it was natural. It wasn't something that he had to steal, he had to seize. No, it was his. He was God. He was equal with God. And then today we're going to be looking especially at the humanity of God. Now I want to start off by saying that we believe that Jesus Christ was 100% God and 100% man. You say, Landon, I can't fully understand that. Welcome to the club. We, we cannot, in our mortal minds, fully fathom and wrap our minds around how someone could be 100% God and 100% man at the same time. But we believe it because the Bible says it. The Bible says it, and it settles it, whether you believe it or not. But we come here to Verse number 7 where the Bible says, But made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. So yesterday we started off by seeing, number one, his perfection. We saw his perfection, that he was God. Today we're looking at number two. We see his person, his person. This is where we really start to see the humility and the submissive mind that Jesus Christ had that we should have as well. Look here at his person. According to verse 7, he was a person of no reputation. The words no reputation, it gives the idea of an emptying. An emptying. Jesus Christ emptied himself. Now, this begs the question, what did Jesus Christ empty himself of? I want to give you a false view, and then I want to give you the, the Bible view. Okay, The false view first is there are some that say he emptied himself of his deity. Or in other words, that he ceased to be God. 
friend with as much love and compassion as I can muster. That is what the Bible calls heresy. To say that Jesus Christ was anything less than 100% God is heresy. The Bible says that those that believe that should be marked and avoided. You say, Landon, I don't really like that. I thought we were supposed to love everybody and just accept everybody. Absolutely. We do need to love everybody. But just because we love them does not mean we have to accept their heretical or false beliefs. In fact, the Bible says, Paul says in Galatians, that if any man preach another gospel unto you than that which you have received, let him be accursed. That means to be utterly demolished. Paul's very clear on false doctrine, how we should abhor false doctrine. We should cleave to that which is good. So that was a false view of what Jesus emptied himself of, is that he emptied himself of his deity. Okay, so what did Jesus empty himself of? Now, I will say that there are a couple views that I believe could be backed up with different verses of what he emptied himself of. But today, and through my study, I believe that this is what the Word of God teaches, is that he emptied himself of the, I'm going to give you a word, of the advantage of his deity. He emptied himself of the advantage of his deity. What does that mean? It means that Jesus Christ put self-limitations on his deity. He was 100% God, but he limited himself in his deity. I especially see this in the temptation of Jesus found in Matthew chapter 4. You see, Jesus, he could have turned stones to bread. Jesus could have gone to the pinnacle of the temple, jumped off, and an angel could have, would have caught him and it wouldn't have dashed his foot. He could have done that. He could have had all the kingdoms of the world, which I do think it's funny because they were already his. But all the things that Satan tempted him with, Jesus could have done and could have had because he was God. But what did he do? He limited himself. He didn't take advantage of his deity. He put, in, he put limitations on his own self. That's what I believe it means that he emptied himself. He made himself of no reputation. He made himself like me and you. Isn't that amazing? The King of kings and the Lord of lords made himself of no reputation. He emptied himself for me and you. Wow. Jesus, he emptied himself of the advantages of his deity and placed upon himself limitations. Not only do we see he was a person of no reputation, but he was a person of a servant. Jesus Christ, he came to this earth. He was born in a manger. He, he grew up in Nazareth. He worked as a carpenter. I'm sure that he was asked to do things that we would even shirk at being asked if, if somebody asked us to do that. He might have cleaned toilets. He might have done all these things. Why? Because he made himself of no reputation and took upon himself the form of a servant. The Bible says... For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Do you remember our context? This thief of joy, which is people? Jesus Christ, he became a servant to those people. He had a submissive mind. Not only was he a person of a servant, but we see that he was a person in the likeness of men. In verse 6, like I've said, we saw his deity. And in verse 7, we see his humanity. His humanity. He was 100% God and 100% man. He never ceased to be God and he never ceased to be man. He was God manifested in the flesh. God 
wrapped himself in flesh. Praise the Lord. Not only do we see his person, but we see lastly his passion. His passion. Verse 8, And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. His passion, it was a humble passion. The King of kings and the Lord of lords came to this earth to die. You know, something interesting is very rarely would a king, an earthly king, walk amongst the peasants in his kingdom. But Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, he not only came and walked among us, he came to die for us. He died a criminal's death. He died your death to pay for your sin. Praise the Lord. It was a humble passion. But not only that, it was a humiliating passion. It was a humiliating passion. J. Vernon McGee said, Not only did he become obedient unto death, but to the death of the cross. This would make a greater impact on our consciousness if we said that Christ died in the electric chair or the gas chamber or by the hangman's noose. It was that kind of disgraceful death. He came from the highest glory to the lowest place of humiliation. Why did he do that? Well, let's go back to the word others. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. He left all the glory of heaven and came down to this earth and became a man and suffered the death of a criminal for others, for you, for me. This is the mind of Christ. It was a submissive mind. Friend, today I wonder, do you have the mind of Christ? Do you have a submissive mind? Do you submit yourself to others? To serve others? If Jesus Christ could do it, we should. We should follow his example. Do you humble yourself to others? Do you serve others? That's what Jesus Christ did. Friend, today, make the decision to take upon yourself the mind of Christ, the submissive mind, the humble mind. Let's work today to have the submissive mind. Let's go into this weekend looking for ways to serve others. I pray that you have a great rest of your day, a great rest of your week, and I look forward to being with you again next week in our Lifting Lessons at Lunch. Have a great day.